1: a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash Clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
0: Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We're going to talk to you a little bit now about the situation in, uh, in Israel, its war against Hamas and also the surge in anti-Semitism here at home. All of this tied in together. Uh, first off, over, over there, what's going on in the uh, conflict zone? More airstrikes, more Israeli forces moving into Gaza and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has indicated that Israel is going to be playing an indefinite role in securing Gaza to prevent future attacks like this. So uh, I, I could foresee in my mind, and I think I said this on the show a few weeks ago, something like a demilitarized zone or an, an area of uh, of broader separation between Gaza and, and Israel that would be policed and effectively an expansion, a pretty dramatic expansion of the security barrier that already exists with probably some Israeli forward operating bases uh, to monitor the situation and prevent something like this from ever happening again. That's my, my sense of it. And they're going to try to broker some sort of agreement down the line for what the governance of Gaza will be. No one really seems to have uh, a clear sense of that quite yet the conflict is still ongoing and then bringing it home here for a moment a uh, elderly jewish man in california uh has died after he was hit on the head during a uh, by a pro palestinian protester during a a altercation uh, out in los angeles this is in uh, thousand oaks in in la in the los angeles area and you know, this is a moment where a lot of people, I think, are seeing. first of all, I mean, what what is say You know, it's a tragedy, it's senseless, it's awful, you know, to strike somebody at, at a protest like this, an elderly man, elder abuse. This man has now died. You know, th- this guy is going to be facing uh, a lengthy prison sentence for this. And you know, what you've seen, Clay, is the Jewish people, Um, you know, Israel and and the Jewish people both there and around the world, have been the, uh, they were the victims of a mass casualty terror attack. And this has coincided, or rather in the aftermath of this, there's been this dramatic expansion of anger, hatred, and anti-Semitism that has broken out. And, and you have all of these individuals who are not only taking a pro-Palestinian, but an openly pro-Hamas point of view at this point in time. It is so shocking to the conscience of reasonable people uh, that even some who are on the left are beginning to call this out and speak honestly and truthfully about Israel. This was Bill Maher on his show on Friday speaking uh, some truth about Israel and this whole situation. Play 18.
2: For all the progressives and academics who refer to Israel as an outpost of Western civilization, like it's a bad thing, please note... Western civilization is what gave the world pretty much every damn liberal precept that liberals are supposed to adore. (laughs) Individual liberty, scientific inquiry, rule of law, religious freedom, women's rights, human rights, democracy, trial by jury, freedom of speech. And since one can find all these concepts in today's Israel and virtually nowhere else in the Middle East, if anything, the world would be a better place if it had more Israels. Of course, this message falls on deaf ears to the current crop who reduce everything to being only victims or victimizers, so Israel is lumped in as the toxic fruit of the victimizing West. The irony being that all marginalized people live better today because of Western ideals, not in spite of them.
0: And yet, we have so many in this country, Clay, on the left, pretending that Israel is the regressive and bad place, and somehow Gaza run by a terrorist organization that I'm pretty sure isn't good on trans rights. I'll just put that out
1: there. Uh, no criticism for them whatsoever. I give credit to Bill Maher here because we do need a robust defense of Western civilization. And the incredible irony of people in countries made possible because of Western civilization using all of the successes of Western civilization, free speech paramount among them, to advocate for regressive regimes that would not allow them to live the way that they live here is so manifestly difficult, I think, for people to understand that it has forced many people out there, not just Jewish uh, people, but many people who vote on the left, I think, to have a red pill moment. And and let me just mention this, too, Buck. The power in the media is what they cover and what stories they allow to become prominent narrative uh, devices. The Nashville Manifesto, we talked about this yesterday, not covered essentially by the New York Times, by the Washington Post, by CNN or MSNBC. The murder of that Jewish protester that you started off this hour talking about, by and large has not been talked about or touched on as a severe issue. Think about and compare the way the murder of that one woman in Charlottesville was covered as a symptom of the danger of far-right MAGA extremism in this country and of the rabid antisemitism that supposedly undergirded much of the Donald Trump support tree. We'll talk about this to reinforce. We're going to be with Donald Trump tomorrow. Donald Trump has a lot of Jewish grandsons and granddaughters now. Well, he's got a a daughter who's Jewish, a son-in-law who's Jewish, and grandchildren who are Jewish. So I would imagine, and we'll ask this of, of Trump himself, I would imagine if you're a grandfather and you see people all over Israel being murdered because they're Jewish and you have Jewish grandchildren... That's a jarring moment for you because all of you out there that have grandchildren too and certainly all of you who are parents know that your love for your kids and grandkids is to many uh, to a large degree what defines you as an individual. Think about how that Charlottesville incident was covered and a direct murder of a Jewish protester based on I, the, what I saw was that they have already done an autopsy and determined that he died based on that attack and that there will be charges. Uh, it's a homicide. Yes. It's a homicide of some sort. Will it be manslaughter? Will it be second-degree murder? Who knows exactly what the charges will be. But you combine that with the release yesterday of the Nashville Manifesto, neither of those stories, if you don't, and this is what we are just talking about, Ronna McDaniel, and I don't know that I agree with giving NBC the, uh, the debate, but I do know that there are a lot of people out there reasonable, decent people who rely on the media to bring them the news that don't know anything about the murder of that Jewish person, that don't know anything about the Nashville Manifesto, because the media that they consume doesn't tell them that story.
0: Yeah, of course. And this is a huge advantage that Democrats have in whether it's just broad messaging on issues or even going into elections, which is the fire hose of of not just falsehood, but the uh, ability, which is a part of it, the propaganda but as we've often discussed, the decision to what to cover and what not to cover is in many ways the most potent and powerful editorial decision that any news organization makes, right? What do you, if you don't spend any time on something that says a lot, especially if it's something that is clearly newsworthy, uh, you probably saw this too, Clay. A lot of passive voice after this elderly Jewish man died yeah. after being attacked. A lot of, you know, confrontation with protesters leads to a man losing his life. It's like, no, some pro Hamas maniac hit an elderly man who was waving a Jewish flag over the head and killed him. Yes. That that is actually those are the facts of the story as we know them right now, that is what is reported. Um but that's not the way that they were presenting it. I would say, you know, even uh you know, some the Biden administration knows they got a problem here. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby was willing to say that it was irresponsible for Rashida to leave to say that the Biden administration, not just Israel, the Biden administration is supporting, this is cut 20, supporting genocide.
3: Play it. What she we're said really though was on, that the fo- administration was supporting genocide.
1: Well of course we're not doing that and, and, and what is happening in Gaza, uh, again, as terrible as all these civilian casualties are, and we know there's many, many thousands of them, we don't want there to be any. I don't want to minimize that at all. But you can't look at what is happening in Gaza and say that it fits the definition of genocide. And clearly, we don't agree with that uh, with that description. Uh, we think that is uh, an irresponsible way of describing this. We don't associate ourselves with that. Uh, and that is not, in, in our view, that is not what is happening here.
0: I mean, first of all, it is not what I don't think I say in our view, it is not what is happening. But, Clay, there's also something particularly morally repugnant about the uh, let's be honest, the enemies of the state of Israel and the enemies of a Jewish homeland referring to Israeli genocide in Gaza. I mean, genocide is what the Jewish people suffered at the hands of the Nazi regime in World War II at Auschwitz and Buchenwald and Dachau and the death camps. That's a genocide. Taking your military and having airstrikes on a terrorist entity that has just killed 1,400 of your people after many, many years of peace negotiations and offers and everything else, and using your military in defense of yourself and your people, that is not a genocide. It is a just war. It is is on the far extreme other side of use of force. Genocide would be the most abhorrent and, and, and morally repugnant use of force imaginable. Israel is fighting a just war in Gaza. But this administration won't really say that. They have to leave open this, well, we don't want them to be too rough. We,
1: you know, Geneva Conventions. That's why they're trying to triangulate it. Because... This is politically unstable because it blows up the Democrat Party's left-wing agenda. And I don't know what Neil Cavuto on Fox News followed up with John Kirby about, but the question that I think has to be uh, asked is, do you think Rashida Tlaib should still be representing her district? Because there are going to be a lot of primary challenges now. And I'm curious whether Joe Biden is going to be forced to weigh in on that because – a couple of things. One, Fox News viewership is skyrocketing among Jewish, uh, Jewish Americans. They, there's a, uh, actually an article in it about the New York Times about the number of people that are turning it on. And I think a lot of those Jewish, uh, otherwise Democrat voters are watching Fox News and they're going to say, you know what? Uh, all of the caricatures that are out there about Fox News, my goodness, they're doing the best job of covering anything coming out of Israel right now. Second part of this, again, they're trying to triangulate it. They're calling for a pause now in the Biden administration because it's a midway point between a ceasefire, which is what left wing pro-Palestinian advocates are demanding. And it's not the full throated defense that Israeli uh, uh advocates are defending. So they're trying to say that they want a pause, which is, you know, a resumption in theory of uh, of activities could occur. But it's somewhere between both. Here's the problem. You can't third-way yourself in this situation. And I think the strident moral authority here that has played very much in the Republican camp is Israel is not the aggressor. They were attacked. To your position, this is far from genocide. They're innocent victims. And they're now trying to ensure that they will never have this happen to them again by eradicating the power of Hamas to ever do this again. And so I don't see any way that you can middle ground this, if you're Joe Biden. And I think increasingly he's recognizing it. Now, the challenge of the identity politics of the Democrat Party is, if you can't third-way it, you probably can't win the election.
0: Well, this is, what I was going to say is, um, following on that, notice how, and certainly Jewish Americans have noticed this, I think, in large numbers, um, on the right, there's no room for Hamas love. Correct. This doesn't, this isn't a thing. There's, there, who's the Republican member of Congress right now who's saying, you know, Hamas, legitimate resistance organization. Hamas, you know, really isn't as bad as it's being portrayed to be. It doesn't exist. Correct. Doesn't exist. You know, find me a Republican governor, Republican member of Congress, Republican, who, who is taking these positions because there is no home for soft peddling or in any way trying to, uh, mitigate the horrificness of what Hamas just did on the right, on the left, there's a lot of it. Yes. It's, it's commonplace, and there, this distinction is playing out in a way. I mean, I think Bill Maher, who is a, an, absolutely a Democrat, even though he says some things sometimes that are sensible even on the right, I think he recognizes this is a problem for his party. This is a problem going into an election year, or on election day now, but much bigger election next year. So we'll continue to follow this one. Look, if you make yourself available the first week in December, come join us in Tampa, Florida, if you can. It's this year's Invest Wealth Summit, organized by Rad Diversified. This is an opportunity to learn how to create financial freedom and security for your future. You're going to hear from a wide variety of speakers, including myself, as well as Dutch Mendenhall, Tucker Carlson, Lisa Booth, and so many others. This takes place over a three-day weekend, Friday through Sunday, December 1st through 3rd. Dutch Mendenhall is the co-founder and CEO of Rad Diversified, a company that introduces you to alternative investment ideas that can lead you to wealth. Dutch has done great growing a $200 million real estate portfolio from scratch. Learn how to diversify your portfolio without relying solely on Wall Street. Explore alternative investments, gain access to unique opportunity and hidden gems, uncover untapped potential in real estate startups and innovative technologies. You'll also learn how to reduce your tax burden and much more. Expand your investment horizons and secure your financial future. Secure your seat at InvestWealthSummit.com. That's InvestWealthSummit.com today.
1: The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
0: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver?
1: I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons,
1: Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals.
1: With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Buck, I saw a quote that is an all-timer that was shared earlier today. Riley Gaines uh, works at OutKick now. She's doing tremendous work uh, helping to advocate for a crazy idea. That is that women's sports should be made up of women. This morning, Riley shared an interview. I don't know if we have got the audio of this, but I don't even know that we need it. Um, well, not, we do have. Oh, we do have the audio. Here. Okay, listen to this. This is a woman named uh no, A man named uh, Well, we'll just talk about this okay. in a moment. Caster Semenya. Uh, listen to this quote cut one
3: you know the medical terms what they tell me you know my testosterone you know being born you know without the uterus you know being born with internal testicles those don't make me less a woman it's just the differences that i was born with and i embrace them
1: my testicles don't make me less of a woman um is a tough argument to make a uh, castor is a Really more of a man than a woman, but sort of, uh, in-, in between in some ways, dominant women's athlete. Uh, I believe from South Africa. Um, and this is emblematic of the world in which we live, where many people out there, and we were talking about this earlier this morning, Buck, when, uh, when this story, Riley shared it and it started to go viral. The number of people who won't say, that there's a difference between men and women or that you can't suddenly decide that you're a woman even if you have male genitals yeah. is crazy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident that, that it, it does make, uh,
0: it more difficult for you to be a woman if you have testicles. I mean, I, I, you, I'm not a biologist, but I do think that there are some things that we can all tell. Is this, is Castor Semenya a, a person who is intersex? Because this is always interesting. Sometimes people will bring this up in the context of the transgender debate, except, Transgenderism has nothing to do with physical characteristics. Right. So this would be the biological anomaly of somebody who has some sex organs from both, which intersects. There used to be a different term they use for it. Um, but if you look at Castor Semenya, this is somebody who no uterus t- and has testicles. So, and has male testosterone level. And you
1: heard that is, voice and you heard the voice. So does not test because of the male testosterone level to qualify as a woman for purposes of the Olympics. And so, yeah, this is crazy. If you have
0: money riding on the AI boom in the markets, I encourage you to listen to the advice of someone that I trust a lot. My dad, Mason Sexton. For years, he's been following the markets and calling out predictions. One of them is the 1987 market crash almost to the day. Later, he called the exact bottom of the COVID crash. And last year, he called the top of the market. Earlier this year, he went live with his first major prediction in decades. He warned the market would top out in late July. Right on cue, look what happened. The market peaked. Those who listened to his unusual prediction, what some call his prophecy, were richly rewarded. But now my dad's coming forward with the second part of his prophecy. Specifically, he believes we're entering a six-month make-or-break period in the market. A week from today, on November 14th, He's sharing all the details in an online event, including why AI stocks are especially dangerous. Go online to sign up. The website is thesecondinsight2023.com to sign up for free. That's thesecondinsight2023.com. Evening, everyone, very well. by you you are there
2: when you listen you see what scam this is. This is a case that should have never been brought. It's a case that should be dismissed immediately. The fraud was on behalf of the court. The court was uh, the fraudster in this case. They made references to assets that were very valuable and they
0: said uh, they had no idea. They had no idea what the numbers were when they said
2: $18 million for mar a and it's 50 to 100 times that amount by any estimation. Uh, it's a terrible thing that's happened here. It's a scam and this is a case that should have never been brought and it's a case that now should be dismissed.
0: A case that should be dismissed. That was uh, President Trump outside of his uh, civil trial in New York City brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Uh, this is among the most obvious of the political targetings that he faces, uh, or should maybe the most uh, overt, the most uh, blatant, because... The, the the AG, Leticia James, ran for her job as attorney general of New York, saying she was going to get Trump. Uh, you're not supposed to be able to do this. You're not supposed to say, I'm going to become the top law enforcement official, and then I'm going to get somebody that you don't like, who's a politician that represents interests that I disagree with. But this is where we are. But I will say, this was also interesting to me. Jonathan Turley here, the constitutional law scholar, saying that this case is created, this is Cut 12, uniquely for Trump because it crosses the line from law to entertainment. Play it. Well, I could find no case anywhere like this. And it, part of the problem is the underlying law, which doesn't require any victim. It doesn't require anyone to lose money. You know, the banks were not complaining. They apparently made money. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't matter. And a lot of New Yorkers love it. You know, this crosses the line from law to entertainment. But it should mm. be concerning for people uh, because it does appear that this is a case uniquely created for Trump under a law that hasn't been used in the same way against others. I mean, Clay, this is this is really the heart of it, not just with the civil trial, but with all of the legal assaults on Trump. Uh, they're on such a flimsy pretext and. One of the things you keep running up against is, you know, there should, if, if you're willing to take someone, if you're willing to destroy someone's reputation, they're not going to bankrupt Trump, but, you know, other people will be bankrupted by a federal criminal trial. You're willing to, you know, theoretically bankrupt somebody and take away their freedom and destroy their reputation and perhaps ruin their lives. There should be a victim, right? There, there should be a harm that we are concerned with. And I mean, in this, I know this is a civil trial, but, uh, in, in some of these other cases, you know, the Rico case in Georgia, no one's harmed by any of this. I mean, they're, they're trying to throw this guy in prison, at least theoretically, and we're all sitting around saying,
1: who's the victim in this? I, I think the Supreme Court, there's an old legal aphorism, uh tough cases make bad law. And I think if you look at this from the Democrat perspective, Trump is a tough case that they have, as a result, tried to make bad law around And I don't know, we talked about this yesterday with Andy McCarthy, Buck, I don't know what the Supreme Court is going to ultimately decide, but many of these cases should end up on their doorstep, and increasingly I'm of the opinion that the Supreme Court is probably hoping that the election can happen without them having to resolve any of these cases, and After the 2024 election, when the politics are over, because remember, if Trump wins, then despite the fever dreams of people on The View, I don't think he's going to somehow try and change the Constitution so that he doesn't have to step down at the end of his term in 2028. I think the Supreme Court needs to set very important precedent about not allowing what has happened to Trump to ever happen again. And I give credit to Alan Dershowitz on this front because he is a liberal lawyer who has recognized that what Democrats are doing to Trump is far more dangerous than anything Trump could ever do. And if you do not stand on the principle that we cannot allow the chief political adversary of a political candidate to be trying to put his opponent in prison for the rest of his life, that is a as we've talked about on this show, a crossing the Rubicon moment. And I think we need to have more stringent protections from allowing situations like this to emerge in the future. And let me give you an example of this, Buck. And I think it's true. Do you remember uh the the Scalia wrote a really important dissent? And I don't remember I, it was the Bill Clinton case basically saying if we allow all of these civil cases to proceed then effectively what we're going to do is unlock perpetual lawfare against political candidates. And whatever you think, I think it's very important to stand on principle, which is why I'm, I'm citing Scalia here. The court system has been used and you've said this before. And I think the process is the punishment. I mean, I'm going to sit through this with my IRS thing. I mean, I, I believe and people out there who don't know, I was told when you and I took over this show in 2021, you're going to get audited every tax return when there's a Democrat in office. Get ready for it. Never been audited before. Boom, I just got a notice that I'm being audited uh, for my tax return in 2021, the first year that I did this show. I did sports talk radio for a long time. I ran a media company. Never had an audit. Now suddenly I've got an audit. I'm going to probably have to spend... Hundred, probably several hundred thousand dollars to fight this IRS audit. The process is the punishment. And a lot of people out there, uh, you know, a, a part of me thinks, Buck, if you get audited by the IRS and it turns out that your taxes are fine, then the IRS should have to pay all my legal fees or all of your legal fees out there or all of your accounting fees because what they're trying to do is create a process by which, they can try to put you under the microscope. Right. You, even you, if you're innocent. It kind of, of, fli- it kind of
0: flips the presumption Correct. of innocence as in you are to prove to them that you didn't do a thing that's wrong and they don't even have to have reasonable suspicion or anything really to say. They can And just you decide. bear all
1: the cost uh, and all uh, the
0: time. I mean, it's, it's outrageous and it's, it's especially outrageous when you think about how the tax code is full of so much both complexity and corruption because of the different carve outs that special interests have set up that there are different ways to interpret all of the thousands and thousands of pages of regu- uh, regulations and statutes, um, and, you know, we shouldn't be subjected to a federal agency that has the ability to not just take your money but take your freedom away based upon laws that are opaque to the point of nobody really fully even understands uh, every aspect of it, or rather you would have to be an expert who only does this to understand every every aspect of it. Um, and, and I think that this is what is backfiring with with Democrats more broadly, not just in the civil trial where Trump is doing, you know, doing very well. And I, I think, uh, you know, we'll see how it I mean, when I say doing well, he's you know he's very much up for the fight and he's not backing down. And his attorney is getting very, uh, very fiery as well. But, you know, Americans see this and they think if they can do this to Trump, what could they do to me? And if you see what they've done to the January 6th protesters, uh, some of them, you have, I think, a preview thereof. If you become somebody who is on the wrong side of this machinery, uh, there is a ruthlessness with which your life and reputation will be crushed. And it is politically imbalanced. This happens to one side, not the other. And Donald Trump is in essence the one person that the machine has thrown everything it has against that they have not been able to break. And so I think for some people that's what this all boils down to. It's is there one person out there, now obviously a former president, a possible future future president, that no matter what they try, they can't actually uh break him and destroy him? Because with his legal this legal stuff they're doing clay Remember, it wasn't long ago when the notion of charging a former president with a single felony seemed like, oh my gosh, not in the, not in our America. They won't do that. They're charging with felonies in four different jurisdictions in the election year, no less.
1: Yeah, and especially when it's directly related to politics. Again, if if Donald Trump is driving a car and he was drunk and he hit somebody, I think most people out there would say, oh, because it is is beyond the pale. I'll also point this out again. We're going to be live with Trump tomorrow from Mar-a-Lago for an hour, in the third hour of the program. If you haven't already heard, you want to make sure that you're listening tomorrow at the same time. But the fact that they said Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, to me, this case is over, right? Because Mar-a-Lago is 20 acres of some of the most prime real estate in the entire United States. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say, that Mar-a-Lago probably, if it were on the open market, is a $200 million property minimum, right? I mean, if you look at what an acre of oh, yeah. land in West Palm Beach uh, I think, I is think selling for. I now. think it's
0: more than, I, mean, I think you say it's more than $200 million, but, but because you also add into it the uniqueness and the historical value of it, right? I mean, the, the, uh, it's one of the, the one of the great, um, estates in, in America in a lot of ways, but more to the point, Clay, is that, these banks that he was engaged in these transactions with, they're highly sophisticated. They lost no money. They wanted to be in business with Correct. Trump. They didn't, this goes back to the, what exactly is the problem here? The problem is Trump. The problem isn't that he's transgressed and that he's, you know, uh, bankrupted people through fraud, uh, you know, in this, in this instance or anything like that. It's just they've decided that there's enough leeway in the law to punish him. And that's what they're that or try to punish him, and that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and look, that is ultimately the crux of this. There was no crime. There was no loser in this scenario. This is all lawfare designed to come after Donald Trump because of his politics. And I'll just close it out with this: as We get ready for the last segment. If Trump had come down that elevator and run as a Democrat, none of this would have ever happened. What Biden has been credibly accused of is so much more significant than anything that they've ever said that Trump or any member of his family is credibly accused of doing. And yet Biden so far has skated. Remember, they impeached Trump for asking about Biden's criminal activity, potentially, in Ukraine.
0: Yeah. Think about how wild that is. Yeah. Well, what what better way, right? It's like if you're the guy who stole something, and you're about to be confronted. What do you do? You say, you, you know, you point at somebody else, say, you're the thief to throw them off, right? It's kind of what they did. They, they brought the charges against Trump so that nobody would stop to think, wait a second, what was really going on with Hunter Biden in Ukraine?
1: No doubt. And, uh, speaking of what's really going on, how many of you out there don't have the same Vim, vigor, vitality that you used to in your life? I bet a lot of you, especially as you age, your testosterone naturally declines and Certainly, if you're inside of the Biden White House, you've got a major testosterone disadvantage. I wish we could send this all straight to the Joe Biden administration uh, itself, because the Chalk Mill Vitality stack has been proven in studies to d- increase diminished amounts of testosterone by t- months' time. <laughs> that important? Testosterone is the source of energy in a guy's body. Do you know uh, about 50% of the testosterone levels out there right now the average man has compared to your granddad's? That's pretty crazy to think about. Why not get all-natural testosterone back in your life? Help to provide more energy for you by getting set up with chalk. Go online to choq.com. That's chalk spelled with a Q. As in cho Use my name, Clay, to save 35% off your subscription for life. That's cho Chalk.com. My name, Clay. Get it for 35% off for life today. Download and use the new Clay & Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay & Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day.
0: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons,
1: Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.
1: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community.
0: Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God.
1: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Closing up Tuesday edition of the program. Reminder, everybody out there, we will be with Donald Trump tomorrow in the third hour of the program. He will spend the entire hour with us also, the debate down here in Miami, there are so many different moving parts and storylines that we will be tracking. Uh, we look forward to hanging out with all of you tomorrow. We will be at Mar-a-Lago, which, according to New York courts, is only worth $18 million, which should be uh, uh, pretty fascinating to, uh, to discuss with Donald Trump, among many other things. A lot of you want to wait. Uh, weigh in on a variety of different topics throughout the course of the program. Let's go ahead and take some of those to uh, to close it up here. Uh, Barbara in Ohio, Barbara, what you got for us?
3: Well, first of all, I want to say neither one of you are crazy. You're all both right on spot. My second thing is, since you're going to be in Mar-a-Lago tomorrow with Donald, I would ask you to please. All my friends are voting for him, even if he's in jail. But we just wish that he would quit nitpicking on people. Just let it go. You know what okay. you know what I'm talking about?
1: We, right. We'll tell him tomorrow. Barbara and Ohio thank you for calling in. thank you for listening. Barbara in Ohio wants you to stop nitpicking on people. If you'll remember that Buck, we will uh Trump, um one thing about him is uh he definitely does what people tell him to do. <laughs>
0: um and especially when it comes to reining in his joke, criticism and mockery of people. I mean, if you tell Trump, like, hey, so-and-so doesn't like his nickname, he's definitely going to stop.
1: Paul, yeah, well said. Paul, in Louisville, uh, big elections going on today, one year out. Uh, we need everybody mm-hmm. in the state of Kentucky to vote Daniel Cameron, kick out Bashir. Paul, uh, what you got for us?
3: Calling in today from Louisville, guys, very important. Governor's race in Kentucky has implications nationally. If you are in the state of Kentucky, stop what you are doing right now. Get in your car and go vote for Daniel Cameron for governor before it's too late. These polls have tightened, and we'll be lucky if it's close. People have surprisingly short memories when it comes to COVID. I don't. I come at this from a business owner's perspective. Every single surrounding red state around Kentucky opened their schools in early January 2021. Every single surrounding red state in Kentucky ended the extended unemployment benefits in early 2021. That would be Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Tennessee, Missouri. Guess what? Not Bashir. He went lockstep with the Democrat Governors Association, and it is important not to forget that. That was not necessary, and that says a lot about where he's at.
1: Amen. Go vote, Daniel Cameron. Buck, a little bit of humor for you to end. I know that you are a fan of 1980s action heroes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Peyton Manning, this iconic discussion about their Monday night football visit. It's funny. Listen to this. Eli's going to laugh at you right in your face. So then you'll break his hand. And then you'll break his arm. Then you toss Eli completely across his
2: basement. And then you'll sit down and I'll interview you about Chargers' Jets. So, what do you think?
1: Well, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not going to do any of that, okay? Oh, but you're still going to come on the Manning Cash, right? Of course. I love your show. Are you kidding me? Perfect.
0: All right, how about this? Right before we go to commercial, you'll say, I'll be back. Was
1: this supposed to sound like me? Absolutely. I'll be back.
3: No, 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 no.
1: That's
2: not the way I say it. Come on now. If you want to imitate me, then do it the right way. You sound exactly
3: like that. No. My name is Peyton Manning, and I'm the worst impressionist.
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger, Peyton Manning, icon. So he went on to talk about Monday Night Football, Buck. I just thought you would enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger and a little bit of throwback to 1980s movies.
0: Peyton should have been like, get to the chopper. Like, there's a lot of things that he could have thrown in the mix there, but I don't know if Peyton Manning's impersonation.
1: better. He's better at football than he is at the impersonation. We will be at Mar-a-Lago tomorrow with Donald Trump. Make sure you don't miss out.